Yellow. What's up, Kiss Army? Welcome to Shout It Out Loudcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. You can call me Zeus. I am here with my co-host. His name is Tom. Tom, say hello. Hey, what's up, Kiss Army? Welcome. So this is the debut episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Uh, today, we just kind of want to give you a feel about us, our background, our uh, our whole history, as they say, Tom. Absolutely. And uh, let you know uh, what what you know what kind of show we're gonna have. And uh, there are a lot of great Kiss podcasts out there. We just want to be another one to your list to listen to. Um, we love podcasts out there about Kiss. And um, we hope that this podcast will be something that, you know, you guys will uh, listen to as well. Uh, Tom, why don't you kind of lead us off, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell everybody uh, uh, why they should listen to us. Go ahead. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's get started with my background as a KISS fanatic. Uh, so everybody has their story. So uh, I'll tell mine. So uh, it started... Uh, at the ripe old age of five, um, and of course, it was courtesy of an older cousin. Um, wow, you started off like in Kiss Old at five. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it was the summer of, uh, let's see, yeah, so su- summer of 78 um, at my cousin's house, and f- he was, he was, much older than me. I'd probably say, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years older than me. So he uh, flipping through the big stack of LPs. And, uh, you know, as you remember the that old days, the album artwork was just amazing. So, you know, I'm five years old. I'm flipping through. I'm seeing all this amazing artwork, you know, the Boston's debut album, Queen, Molly Hatchet, all these things. I flip and I see Love Gun. And I was like, what the hell is going on? What is this? These guys are insane. There's like women on their at their feet, and it's just oh, it was just awesome. And I remember telling my cousin, I'm like, can, I'm like, can I have this? He's like, oh yeah, I don't even know where that came from. Kiss is terrible. I'm like, oh all right. So I'm five years old. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I I take the I take the record home. Yes, I took it. Um, and I actually have it hanging on the wall in a frame. Um, I will actually post a photo of that eventually. Um. So I took it home and I was like, I didn't really know what I was listening to. I was just, I was just enamored with the cover. But eventually, I got into the music, um, and I just loved it. I love like that shock me, Christine sixteen. Yeah, five years old. Listen to the lyrics to Christine sixteen. I, <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, so yeah, so that was that was pretty much the beginning, and that and from there on, it was just it was just kiss mayhem from there because that was. Again, 78, that was like when they were kind of like on top of the world. Um, that fall, the solo albums came out. Obviously got all of those. Um, at the time, I loved Gene's album. Um, that's not really the case today. Uh, we'll talk about that in the future. Um, I think that year for Christmas, I believe, I got double platinum. Still have that. Um, and again, and, and, and I... I, that's when I started to get really get into the music when I got double platinum because I was like, whoa, I'm like, what are all these other songs? Deuce and Firehouse and Cold Gin. Again, six years old, listen to songs mm-hmm. about Cold Gin. 
um, you know, just <laughs> just loved it, you know. Um, and then imagine that now. Oh, I know. The way the overparenting uh, society that we have. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine a parent going into a school and be like, or a kid coming to school? Look what my look what my parents gave me to listen to with Kiss on the cover. You know, listen to Cold Gin and uh, you know yeah. uh, other crazy lyrics, and then you know. And I think the parents would be like, would get a call from the school administration, be like, "Oh yeah, what is this stuff that little Johnny brought to school?" There was a kid. There was a kid. I think it was second grade, maybe. I can't remember what what grade we were in. A kid got his school pictures taken with the Destroyer T-shirt on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, so first of all, awesome. imagine having a Destroyer T-shirt when you're in the second grade. I mean, that was awesome. So so back so back That's to the story. Why DFC would be called on that parent today if they were in the second grade with that shirt on. Oh, yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> so yeah, so double platinum, um, and then uh, I'm trying to think. I'm kind of losing track of the timeline exactly. But then, because uh, again, I was five, six years old. But we'll go. We'll get into uh, the Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park movie, also 1978. I was so excited for that movie to come out. My parents were like, "Tom, you gotta come down. The Kiss movie is on." And the way my house and, and that's just awesome. Your parents are encouraging this. Oh yeah, and the and the way my house was set up. When you come down the stairs, the first thing you see when you come down the stairs is the TV. So I come down the stairs and I'm like so excited. And the, the movie is starting. You you remember the intro? And I see Gene Simmons, and I was scared shitless. I I wanted no part of the movie. I was terrified. Now, uh, and, and it they was, shoot the beams. I forget in the beginning of the movie, like no, shooting beams or something, or Paul Stanley. Well, and then Peter is playing the drums on the roller roller coaster. And, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, so the images of all the band members that they they're all like superimposed over like the carnival. So they make Gene look like a giant, you know, and Paul. Yeah, uh, Paul, yeah. And then they, you don't see them for another forty minutes. Oh uh, yeah, that we'll, we'll cover that in the Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park episode. But yes, you're right. Um, yeah. So then fast forward 1979, again, I get Dynasty for Christmas, okay? Another Christmas album. Now, I don't know if you remember. Kiss fans, weren't they? Uh, What's that? Your parents were Kiss fans. Actually, this is for my son. No, no, it was for my son. Yeah, yeah, sure it was. Actually, actually, my dad kind of got a kick out of them, you know? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, and if you remember the Dynasty album, it came with this awesome poster, and they were all in straitjackets. And Gene had just this menacing look, like his eyes were looking the other way. It was just psychotic. Six years old, had that hanging up in my bedroom. Terrified, never slept. You know, whatever. So, you know, and then then the 80s came, um, and I started a fall out of, um, of Kiss. And that's when, like, the hair metal stuff started to happen. Um, you know, and I started really getting into like, you know, Motley Crue and, you know, Poison and all that kind of stuff kind of faded away a little bit. Then in high school, out of nowhere, um, my buddies and I came aware that Kiss was, were doing a tour, Hot in the Shade tour. So like, yeah, Kiss, whatever. I think we went because Faster Pussycat and Slaughter were opening up for them. (laughs) I think we were more interested in that. Yeah. So we, so we, we go to the Hot in the Shade tour, 1990, um, and that show was just insane. I mean, to this day, still probably my favorite set list. I mean, yeah. they played they played everything from every era. I mean, they opened up with "I Stole Your Love." I mean, think of that, 
play, you know, yeah. a new album and they're opening up with makeup era music. It was, ter- oh, it was terrific. Um, awesome. You know, and then, you know, started getting back into them a little bit, um, you know, got the Revenge album, you know, in college. And then, you know, that leads us up to me and you hooking up. There was nobody listening to Not Kiss. Not really hooking up. Yeah. Just to set the records. Yeah, there was, there was nobody listening to Kiss when we got to when we got to college because that was yeah. right. Per- Pearl James' new album came out. Stone Temple Pilots' new album came out. Like Kiss was just. It was the middle of that era. Yeah, because you're looking at ninety one, ninety. Oh, Guns and uh, Roses. Use Illusion one and two. Metallica's Black. Skid yep. Rose was number one. Remember yep. that was like first yep. one that went straight to number one. Uh, it was uh, Slave to the Grind. Yep. So it was that. Between the hair metals kind of going out, and those hair metal acts were starting to take off the makeup and trying to be like, like rockers and grungier, and then Nirvana and Pearl Jam started creeping in. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like the Revenge, I mean, you look at that album cover. You know, they're, they're, yeah. the, you know, Gene's got the long hair, the goatee, the black leather. You know, that they were trying to, and that's that's one of their heaviest, hardest albums. Um, you know, and best. And, yeah, and best, right. And then that was the year we discovered the Kiss Extreme Close-Up VHS cassette. <laughs> yeah. And, we had fun with that. And that honestly put us back on track with Kiss because that was stuff – we saw stuff in that video that we never even knew existed. Like the video for sure knows something. Like just oh. all all unbelievable stuff. Like this is- That's an episode in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we would – we were at a stage when we were in college with all our buddies where we got into movies and we would quote lines from every movie. Me and you knew that video inside and out. We would quote doctors, lawyers, <laughs> knew every part of that video. Yeah, and we would quote it to each other. That was our inside joke. And that's what happened. They kiss stuff. You listen to Emerson Lake and Palmer, not me. Exactly. You know? Um, you know, and then and then keep you know fast forward again. Uh, senior year, October of our senior year, every big big costume party on campus. Ninety four. Yep, ninety four. We dress up as Kiss. Right. Me, 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 you, two of our other friends, full makeup. We had somebody actually do the makeup. I think we had like we wore black shirts and like tin foil for like the silver, right? Yep. Yep. Right, I think yep. that was what we were doing. Yep. Now um, at that, now at that and, time, and who are you, of course? Of course, I'm Gene. And who and are you? Who was of I, course? of course? Yep, Peter. That's right. It's now, always been the same. Yep. Now at that time, Kiss wasn't even on the radar. I mean, yep. I I remember walking into the 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 uh, you know the auditorium or whatever wherever the place for was the, for the mixer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People like, what the hell are you guys doing? What? Who's Kiss? Like, what are you doing? Because th- this was before. It wasn't the re- even a gimmick of them back in makeup. Nobody was talking about it. Right. You know. Yeah. But yeah there, was no was reu- there was no reunion talk. There was no convention talk. There was nothing. Hey, Pantheon listeners. Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. 
Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but right after graduation, you made it to that convention. Yep, exactly. Which leads me to that. Yeah, I went to the, the convention. It was the, I think it was 95. It was in Boston. Um, 
and I, I had no idea what, what, what it was. I thought it, it was, was just, just Murph and you. Was anybody else there? No, nope, it was just me and me and my buddy Murph. Um, we went and we're walking around, and it was all uh, you know, all kinds of uh, you know, all, all the you know costumes and just all kinds yeah, of yeah. gear from your history. And then I don't even think we knew this when we bought the tickets. Kiss was there. Yeah, they were they were doing like a closed like a little. Um, like a like a little acoustic request. They needed order. the money. Yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> At it least was they performed. They weren't like sweeping up like a couple of the former band members after the show. Unfortunately. Well, no. I mean, it was nice that Ace really popped my car for me when I got into the convention. You know, it was. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I bought popcorn from Peter, but um, but look, they were down and out, and they weren't at that time. Bringing Peter and Ace out, right? No, when you started the convention. No, when I went, it was just the uh, Revenge lineup, um, and it was great. But at the but at that time, you must I have had... been pissed. You must have been pissed when you found later out later on that they bring Peter and Ace out. You must be like, I could have seen that show. Oh, I know, I know. I had no, no had had no yeah had no idea that that was going to happen. I don't think the band had any idea that that was going to happen. Yeah. You know, um, something from the family. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then the reunion comes out in '96, and uh, me and you went to a ton of those shows. The the very first one at the Garden in Boston. Um, That's right. You know that that was just absolute madness. Just seeing that, I mean, yeah. that was just you know still the best. And then we saw we've seen them a bunch of other times. Most recently, me and you two years ago, it was the Freedom to Rock tour um, yeah. in in Worcester, Massachusetts. That show was right. amazing. We, we were very pleasantly surprised by that uh, performance. Yeah. I thought um, they were awesome. Yeah, and now, um, and now we're uh, we're booked for two shows for the end of the road tour in uh, in March. Yeah, that's you know? right. So and hopefully, we may you know those won't be our last two shows of some sort. Right. Um, right. You never know. Yeah. So that's my little uh, time capsule right there. Why don't you uh, Why don't you give us a, a little background? Tell us. Uh, tell everybody. Give me my silly little kiss story. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Go ahead. So I like you. Grew up. Uh, uh, in the Boston area, grew up in Arlington. Um, I, uh, had cousins as well. And it's always a cousin or, you know, something like that older brother that gets you into kiss. That's what I hear from most fans. And so I had a crazy older cousin named Mike and we would go up to his house in Arlington Heights. And, uh, and what attracted me first, and I know you've heard me tell this story, but was that spirit of 76 poster he had on his wall of kiss. Oh, yeah. And Peter had the bandage all around his head, playing the drums and stuff. I was like, what the hell is this? Next thing you know, I'm, you know, immersed in Kiss. Yep. I'm talking just like you, a five-year-old. So my Kiss kind of started around, I would say, Love Gun, um, Rock and Roll Over, you know, somewhere around that area, and then Destroyer as well, because I always remember those three albums. Um, you know, you're talking about a five-year-old. Um, oh, yeah. I got into them. I remember things from my childhood about Kiss. Um, I remember the gum in the trading cards. I remember oh, yeah. the smell of those cards. It's hard to explain it, but I can still, I know what that smell is. If you blindfolded me now and put something like that in front of me, I'll be like, that was a Kiss trading cards. Oh, yeah. I remember those. I remembered what it was like with the vinyls opening them up. The records and you know open up uh, I've two 
Mm-hmm. I remember Gene's bloody face in Alive 2 going, what did this guy go through? Like, he just went through a war. Yep. Um, and, I, you know, like you, I just, you know, whether it was the music, whether it was the the image, what, whatever it was, something as a young kid attracted me to him. And it stuck with me. And I picked my favorite guy. Like, every young kid, everybody's like, somebody identifies with one of them. And I identified with Peter. I loved him in the beginning. And I've always been, he's always been my favorite guy. And um, since that happened, after I, you know, got into them for a while, uh, I remembered all the way up through Dynasty, just like you. Um, And, you know, uh, I just, uh, I remembered uh, at some point, it kind of drops off. Um, I don't know, did you, like one other thing I remember when I was little, I had the costume and I always show this every Halloween on Facebook. I always post that costume. I had the yep. Peter Chris costume for Halloween. My brother was Gene. Um, did you ever have a kiss Halloween costume? Oh, absolutely. I had that exact same costume that you do. I had the Gene version. Yeah. Uh, the, my, the one that my brother's in that yep. picture with me was yep. Gene, right? Ex- exact same one. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I was always Peter. I'll never forget it, and I love that. It was my favorite costume I ever had. And uh, I remember the five and dime where I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I stayed with them right up until Dynasty. When you think about it, you're looking about 79. So about five years, you know, I, I, music, you you start going up to grade school, junior high and stuff. I remember like Duran Duran came out in the 80s. Like different things started coming up, the early 80s and stuff. And then, again, that same cousin Mike, they had moved to Detroit. When you think of Kiss. Detroit. Right? Detroit. Yep. yep. So I go to his house. We're visiting him in Detroit. And what does he have? He has Animize Live playing on his big screen. I'm like, what the heck is this? Oh, yeah. Paul Stanley's like a leopard leotard. I don't know what he's got. He's like got his ass shaking. I see Gene sticking out his tongue. And I'm like, holy Christ, is that Kiss? He's like, yeah, they're still awesome. You got to listen to them. This is so cool. And I remember liking like um, – um, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the big song from Animal Eyes hit me. Uh, help oh, me heavens, out on, heavens on Fire. Heavens on Fire. Yeah. And then around this time, I started getting into like the pop hair metal that it becomes later. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to Runaway in my basement when that first hit the top 40. I'm like, this is cool. Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. I started getting them. Def Leppard had come out a year earlier with Pyromania. Oh, yeah. And I really got into that kind of music. And then my first back you know, back into Kiss was Asylum. Okay. Uh, I remember the Tears of Falling video. I loved it. And um, and so Kiss now became part of my hair metal kind of, uh, one of those bands that I listened to. And um, so I, I've, I have um, Asylum. And I never, I'll never forget it. You know, remember one of those magazines? Um, like circus and those other magazines per- and they had parader. Yeah. Yeah. And they had like birthdays and this is in the eighties. And it was like, yeah, Gene Simmons turns 30. I was like 38. Holy <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so old. 38. I remember when he turned 38. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I'll remember getting back into them. And then, you know, um, 
after like asylum. Um, I, 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 I think I've told you this story. I'm in Porter Square at the fish store, Big Fish, Little Fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in the background, I hear Christine 16. And it must have been AAF playing it or something. The radio station Boston plays rock music like that. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, I'll never forget that keyboard. It's hard to forget when you hear it again. Right. And so I'm like, I got to get back into the old catalog. And that's when you start rediscovering. Oh, yeah, I remember once you get Love Gun. I remember I Stole Your Love. Oh, man, I remember this song. And I got back into them to the point where I remembered waiting for their next thing to come out which it wasn't crazy nights it was smashes thrashes and hits mm-hmm. and then that's when um the kiss video came out remember yep. yep um i think that's kiss exposed uh yes yeah kiss exposed and yep. i got oh. that d that vhs pardon VHS. Yep. yep and i must have watched that a million times plus there was a couple uh uh, chest shots of oh, the yeah. ladies back then, you know, yep. and I'm still in junior high watching that. Yep. Um, watching the old footage. It was a great reintroduction of my childhood, of the yep. band that I used to love. Yeah, and, and you got to, and, and, and with that, it's kind of like when I mentioned with the extreme close up video. I mean, obviously, this is years and years before YouTube. We had never seen them. We, we we never saw what they looked like, so to see to have those videos come out, we were like, "Holy yep. shit, this is insane!" Yep, and knowing that they have videos for like "I Love It Loud" and things like that, yeah, um, it was awesome. When I saw that "I Love It Loud" video when they were in Brazil, and that oh. whole stadium was just, I was like, oh. "Holy Christ, that's the most insane thing I've ever." Yeah, that's when I, all of a sudden I saw, "Who the hell is this guy? What kind of makeup is that?" And that's Vinnie Vincent now all of a sudden I start getting into, right? And then you start picking up all the stuff again yep. and, you, and you're starting to, you know, uh, find out all this other information and learn about it and, and pick up because there's so much to like, as far as the music, the history to get into with Kiss. And then from there, you know, it was waiting every time that a Kiss album came out, whether it's Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade, whatever. I fell in love with Kiss again, and uh, I fell in love with their back catalog. I'd go through everything, and to the point. So by the time I got to Stonehill College '91, and I met you, I think we were both at that same phase where Hot in the Shade had kind of come out, yep. and a Revenge was about to come out, yep. and we were already back into them because some friends of ours and other people would like, oh, I like that song, "Hide Your Heart." Or yep. I like Reason to Live. Those would get on the MTV's like uh, yeah. countdown for like or Hair Meadows Ball or whatever Headbangers Ball. Headbangers ball remember? Yeah, yeah. And I think, and, and I, think uh, I think Kiss started getting a little bit more mainstream too because you remember Forever came out on Hot in the Shade and that just like p- people who yeah. didn't even people who didn't even like Kiss were like, oh, because that was like that was the whole. Power well, let me get ballad. my lighter out. In, yeah, you know, exactly. Concert, yeah, right? yeah. And so they did that, and so by the time Revenge came out, and me and you became friends, and we were both into them. Yep. It, it, it kind of became our own private joke. Yeah, well, I shouldn't call it joke, but our own private thing. Yeah. Everybody could like, oh, I love this, I love this. And then all of a sudden Nirvana comes out, Pearl Jam comes out. Yeah, let's put on this. Let's go listen to uh Hootie and the Blowfish. But in the meantime, like, hey, let's put on uh let's put on uh rock and roll over. 
Yeah. In the middle of a, a party and people are like, what the hell is this crap? Like, or or, or I'll I, I tell you what gets the party going, that opening bass line to sure know something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. People are like, oh, yeah, I could dance to this all night. And um, that that got us back into it. Yeah. And so then we came up with the fun idea to dress up as Kiss for Halloween in 94. Yep. And the look on people's faces was just like, what's wrong with you? Like, literally. <laughs> Is this a think, joke? Who's I don't even think, I don't even, th- yeah, I don't, I don't even think people like, oh, that's so cool. You guys are Kiss. I think people like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I think we're embarrassed for you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, um, exactly. That's all right. We, we were fine with it. Yeah, we and, were ahead uh, of the curve. Oh, that's right. You know, um, and then eventually what ends up happening is the reunion happens. We go to that concert. I'll never forget it. It's probably my favorite concert of all time. Just I know where we were in the garden watching it, listening, and then just like at some point, go, like looking to you and be like, uh, like, and can't even say it. Like, can you this? We're seeing this. Yep. And um, it was just insane. And then through the years, we've been to a ton of Kiss concerts. Some better than others, right? Yeah. Um, every one of them had some sort of experience. We saw Kiss with Aerosmith. We saw Kiss with Def Leppard. I think Kiss Def Leppard was that Rock the Nation, or no? No, no, uh, no. That Rock the Nation was that was just Kiss. And we got that, and that's where we got those CDs, right? Yep. They made yep. it for oh, you yeah, there. The, yeah, the live recording. Yeah, we saw them with uh, Poison. Yeah. Um, I think you saw them with Motley Crue. I don't think I would. I, I, I don't know if I saw him with Motley Crue. I didn't see him with Motley Crue. I take that back. I didn't. Okay. Because I've it, never seen Motley Crue. Okay. Um, okay. I've seen them with Aerosmith, Def Leppard. We saw them at the Garden once. Remember that concert? We saw them with uh, Buck Cherry. Oh yeah, well Buck Cherry was the opener, and that, that was a, that just was a weird fit. I'll never forget listening to Buck Cherry go on and on on their song uh, "Lit Up." Yeah, like, about cocaine. He's yeah. like, you guys remember that first night? And he's glamorizing. I'm like, there's no way Gene is allowing this. And I think they were <laughs> gone from this tour not too long after that. I know. I was just like, I'm feeling creepy. Like I'm a yeah. bunch of cokeheads here. What's going on? Yeah, that was yeah, that. Was- there's little kids in here dressed as kids here. And um, I saw them with them. Um, and then who was the I Want You episode from? Oh, that was that was when they played with Poison. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will tell you guys about the I Want You episode uh, in a later time when we talk about our fun kiss stories. That was something else. (laughs) And uh, there's something to do with the song, I Want You. Um, Anyways, and then we saw them, the last show I believe we saw them was in Worcester. And the great thing about that is, um, you know, Paul would always go into the story about how in the 70s, Kiss was banned from Boston Garden because they were all their fireworks and pyros and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they had to play in the city of Worcester. Yep. And a lot of people don't know, but the city of Worcester is in Massachusetts, but it's actually bigger than Providence. It's bigger than a, a lot of the neighborhood cities yep. in New England. And uh, they love it, and they made a big point that they have a big following in Worcester. It was awesome. And our seats were right where the part where, you know, Paul swings across during Love Gun. Oh, that was perfect. He, yeah, he, he was, was like, like right running. He was like literally shoving his Love Gun in my face. He was like that <laughs> And yeah. it's like, 
please, Paul, back up. <laughs> um, that was those are awesome seats. The sound yeah. was awesome. They were excellent. That, yeah, they that sounded year. great. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we we saw them on uh, that tour as well. And throughout the years, me and you have had this thing where it's like we got to text each other silly jokes. Oh, look at this picture of Kiss. Oh, look at this comment. Oh, uh, Eddie Trunk said this about Kiss. And we would always, it would always be something where we would constantly say, like, text each other Kiss stories or Kiss jokes or Kiss comments and stuff. And it never went away. Know, no, never the, did. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is that, you know, we get into, uh, you know, podcast medium now. We listen to, we have our favorite podcasts out there. And there's so many really good Kiss ones. A few that are my favorites and that we listen to as soon as they come out. And we'll give them a shout out as well. And, um, you know, and, and it's not one of those things that we thought about, like, oh, we can do this better. It's just we don't want to do things better. We just want to give a different type of a point of view and maybe talk about the band that we can't stop talking about. Yeah. And hopefully other people will want to join in with the conversation with us and, uh, and find it as entertaining as we do. Yeah. We just want to add to it. Cause like we said, kiss fans, you can never get enough. And I think this right now is probably the perfect time for us to kick this off because for kiss fans out there, this is the peak with the end of the road tour. Uh, people are just getting so fired up for that tour to start after the first of the year. Um, so I think kiss is going to be more popular than ever, especially amongst kiss freaks like us. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's just so much to talk about. They're always in the news, whether it's regarding the tour, current members, past members, you know, merchandising all different th- i think it's just there's just going to be so much to talk about and it's just going to be it's going to be so much fun yeah and that's just the thing we always say it's like we all love music i mean obviously kiss is our favorite we all love music and i tell tom this story all the time i'm i have a friend that's close that i love the eagles with him but you know unless we're in the car listening to the eagles I'm not texting him going, oh, did you hear what uh, Joe Walsh said about uh, Don Henley last week? Like, (laughs) It's not exciting. Right. There's something about Kiss, whether it's, you know, the music, the um, who's your favorite character. Oh, this guy said this about this guy. Or, um, oh, did you see their new video with Scooby-Doo? Did you like, or like, or. Last week we were talking about the episode of, of another favorite podcast of ours talking about like, jeans uh cod pieces like <laughs> right why why is that a discussion and why why do i have knowledge about that why could i chime in about that what's wrong with me we why do i know about his podcast his cod pieces not only do you know about it but we all have like informed opinions on it yeah <laughs> as though, like of all the things that should be in my brain that is one of those things that i'm like i shouldn't be thinking about things like nobody is like texting somebody, oh, you know, know, I'm not a big fan of uh, the scarves that Steven Tyler wore during the Toys in the Attic uh, tour. Right, right. But we will comment about, you know, the purple that, you know, Paul had during the Dynasty tour was a little tad too much. Yep. And and we'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, huh? What's that? What do you mean purple? Like, you know. 
that's not his favorite. That's the color. That's him. That's Paul Stanley. Like, you know, it just. Yeah, and, not only, and not only will we know, people will be like, no, I think it was great. How can you not say that you. And then it turns into like an argument about, you know, it's like. <laughs> and that's what, that, and that's what, that's what makes it awesome. Yeah. And you, I mean, it. it look, um, the one thing we will say is like, we're not experts. We do not have, we're, we both don't have musical backgrounds. Right. Um, we're not experts in the sense of, um, look, this is, uh, this song was co-written on, in 1978 when so-and-so came in because Ace had the flu. Like, there are certain things we know. We know every single song that they've ever done, and we know them inside and out and could quote you the lyrics and do all that stuff. But, you know, we're we're not up here to talk about collector's items Although, you know, if that discussion comes up, we can more than hold our own, but we're not experts on these stuff. What we are experts on is the band music, the members, and the love of, you know, the KISS culture. Yeah. And it's fandom, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what we want to share with everybody is like, look, the Everybody obviously knows we love Kiss, and if you're listening to us, you obviously do too. But but there, there's so much fun things to talk about, and, and I'll tell you right now, once you start to know myself and Zeus and start getting familiar with this show, we love the band. We love to laugh at them. We love to laugh with them. And I'll tell you right now, our opinions are very similar, but they're also extremely different. We're not afraid to call out the band for stupid, silly things that they do. You know, we're not. It's not going to be, uh, you know, a sixty-minute foot rub every episode here. Um, we love, we love the band. At least not with each other. Yeah, I mean, we love the band, but we're not afraid to be like, "All right, Gene, really, soda? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this dad. I'm going to buy some soda for the convenience store. Soda. Mm. <laughs> People drink soda. Let me throw a money bag. Sign on that and go. There you go. Um, right. Exactly. Bingo. Yeah, and I and I, and I got to work on that Gene impression. That's pretty um, good. But, yeah. But you know, with with Kiss comes um, so much topics and so much things you can discuss, and um, you know, and we want to make it a little different. We're going to try to come up with some great fun ideas and different categories. Not do the old. You know, cliche. We'll we'll talk about albums sometimes, but it, that's not what we're all going to be about. And uh, but the one thing I do want to add is I, we really want to make this interactive. And what that means is we want to see you guys get involved. Whether that means hit us up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, anything that we go out and market ourselves with social media, please ask us questions. Get involved. Tell us some topics you want to discuss. Um, we're open to it. Yeah, and, we're gonna. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep active on sh- on social media. We want. Uh, we want your input. We we also want you to you know come at us with ideas for future shows. Maybe put some polls out there, topics, etc. We want this to be, you know, a, a group dynamic um, where you know you guys can feel part of the show. Um, you know, if you have questions, maybe we'll read them, you know, during the episode. Um, you know, we want people to feel, you know, that we're, we're all we're all in this together. Um, you know, we want to have fun, make it entertaining, maybe a little informative here and there. 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna stay active, and we want you guys to be uh, active as as well. You know, we want this to be a big group event. All right. So uh, on that note, um, I'd say that uh, we've got to start working on our first real um, episode. Yep. Uh, we already have our topics for the next few weeks set up, but we're probably going to hold off until after the holidays. So I would like to end this episode um, with one more thing that Tom wants to add. Go ahead, buddy. One more thing, just real quick before we before No, we go right ahead. All right. Uh, so to get a little bit more background about each of us, real quick, mm-hmm. favorite album? Oh, shoot. Um I have errors. I always look at his favorite first three albums, favorite oh, next three albums. Oh, that's cheating. Favorite, I can't do it. I can't. And then favorite um, makeup, non-makeup album. Um, I, I don't know. Favorite album, I would either go uh, off the top of my head. You know how it is. We, you have a favorite album for a month, and then you switch. No. I, another favorite album. I, always uh, have I would probably one. say um, Rock and Roll Over. Okay. All right, so I'll, I'll 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 give you a break. Your favorite makeup album is Rock and Roll Over. What's your favorite non-makeup album? Probably Lick It Up. Okay. And and we and you mentioned earlier your favorite mem- your favorite member is uh Peter. Not even close. Okay. Absolutely. His voice oh, just Yeah. Is he's got the best voice. You know, I, I know he gets some uh, criticism from some of the members. Like, oh, have you ever heard a Kiss album where you're just like, oh, the drumming's terrible? No. Now, I know they say that people helped him out. I don't care. He still sounded fine. I never went to a concert where I didn't hear him play. Like, where I said, oh, that's terrible. Go back. So maybe Go ahead. Go back and listen to the drumming on a live two. Yeah, that- I mean, it's just, you know, they either helped him out so much and everybody behind the scenes. I still think he did awesome. I never had a complaint. I felt like sometimes that the other two were more so Eric Carr was just over the top. Agreed. Uh, right? Agreed. And not that he was bad. No, but- he was a great drummer, but I, I I prefer the sound of the drums on Love Gun and Rock and Roll Over. Yeah. The, that drum sound is what I want to hear from Peter Chris or from any Kiss drummer. I, I, I love Eric Carr. I, I love think Eric of Singer. The drums. For Kiss, I think of Creatures of the Night, the whole album, because that was just unique. Yeah. But I think of Detroit Rock City drum pattern. I yep. think of Love Gun. Yep. And then I think of Mainline. That oh, yeah, little, the uh, yeah. The little cowbell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it I means all Peter. But more importantly, he had charisma, he had character. Yeah. He was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. His, the voice, he was like, just seemed like he was swinging back there. Not just some. You know, and I'm not saying that those guys were, but just, you know, another hair metal drummer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the drummer's crazy. He plays this, okay, another crazy drummer with big hair. Okay, you know. No, he but added Peter, something. He, he, he added something to that band that they needed. Um, you know, and I don't want to go off on a tangent New talking York about. attitude. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go off on a tangent talking about Peter because uh, we, can, we can do that when we start having, you know, member episodes. But um, so for me, my favorite album has always been and it always will be it's love gun it's always going to be love gun and there's a couple reasons real quick uh, why why that is uh first as i told you previously it was the very first album i ever owned but the thing i love about that album is that 
you know, it's got Love Gun, it's got I Stole Your Love, but it's got a ton of songs on there that are not beaten into the ground that I love. I know, I know. You know, you say I, that all I, the time. I, I mean, we we hear, you know, we hear Christine Sixteen, we hear Plastic Caster, but they're not they're not burned into the ground. Shock me, Ace's greatest guitar solo in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Got got love for sale. So underrated, almost you human. Love that song. Almost human, so underrated. And I know you hate it, even though you're a Peter fan. Hooligan, love that song. I, th- oh. I just think it's a great mix of songs. My that least are- favorite Peter song. Yeah. I just think it's a great mix of of classics and like kind of uh, deeper cuts. And the sound of the the sound of the band is is awesome too. Um, yeah. And, and, and for me, it's always going to be Gene. Gene's always my man. Um. Non makeup. Non makeup. It's I'd probably go lick it up. Maybe revenge, depending on my mood. I'd probably say lick it up. Yeah. There you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, and so it's Gene, uh, Love Gun, and uh, and lick it up, huh? Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Sweet. Well, we're going to obviously get into more details about our favorite characters, our favorite uh, characters. Are we talking about the Stones like that? Who's your favorite character? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, the guy with the big lips. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's why you got to love Kiss, right? Yeah. And the only thing I was going to add to this is, you know how you said, like, you know, your first? Technically, Double Platinum was my first CD. Okay. I'll never forget it. When CDs came out, and I was kind of like, I have like 300 cassettes. What am I going to do with these? And I was like, oh, they're so expensive, CDs. I'm like, oh, wow. But look at this. I can buy 20 songs for the same price. I'm smarter than everybody. I'm buying double <laughs> platinum. That's my first CD. And yeah, I'll never yeah. get playing it. And then I was like, you know what? Strutter seems different on this. No. I'm like. What does it mean, Strutter 78? Oh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, translation, disco strutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and we'll, we'll get into more stories, obviously, about the rest of the albums and the rest of the members and go into details. But, uh, yep. you know, we're looking forward to it. I, I, I know I'm excited uh, to get our first real episode off the ground and uh, – and we think we have a great topic. I can't wait to share it with you guys. It's going to be yep. awesome. Yep. And um, till then, my friend, um, I guess I'll say Merry Christmas to you. Absolutely. You too. And Merry Christmas to the Kiss Army. And uh, you know what? It's time for me to get some loving because I'm hot <laughs> like an oven, Tommy. So I'll see you, buddy. All right, man. I'm going to go uh, hit the highway doing 69. All right, you go do that with yourself, and we'll talk soon. (laughs) All right, man. All right, we'll see you, buddy. Take care. Later.